Welcome to another Strong Towers podcast. In this week's episode, John, Tom, and I continue our conversation of work versus work and what it means to prioritize your time when you have so much that it demands your attention. But before we kick that off, I wanted to take time to remind you that we also have a website, a place where we host additional Strong Towers content like our weekly blog and our random thoughts. So pause this episode and go over to strong-towers.com and create a bookmark. Seriously, go ahead. I'll wait. All right, now that you've done that, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. So going back to that nine to five schedule, and I think we can all agree on this, right? I think I've heard it said, nobody's ever on their deathbed has ever said, I wish I would have spent more time at the office, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, how does that look like? How does that prioritization list, how does that structure look like to us? Right. Well, so I think outside of the actual schedule, There's also the issue of perspective Mm -hmm. and where are we grounding ourselves? And so while we were preparing for this, we found this resource from the guys over at Ransomed Heart and their Become Good Soil initiative over there. So if you can imagine, guys, a pyramid, right? And at the base of the pyramid where it's wider, that's where we want to start with our focus. And then as we move up, we're kind of decreasing the amount of time and resources that we're spending at each level of the pyramid. And so for the three of us as Christians, the base of our pyramid would be God. Mm-hmm. That you know we want to start everything from the place of relationship with him to move up into the other levels of the pyramid. And then the next level of the pyramid would be pretty much exactly what we're talking about. Doing the things that are taking care of my soul, mm-hmm. the things that are going to bring me joy, the things that are going to bring me fulfillment, that are really going to show me the place that I can make a difference and do what I am supposed to be doing. Right. And then we continue to move up the pyramid into some of those relationships, marriage, children. You know, you get into your relationships with a tight knit group of guys that you're going to challenge each other. And and that is tight-knit and is a small group of guys because we're getting toward the top of the pyramid and we're running out of the time and the resources if we are putting all of these things in the right order. So you can't have a group of 20 best friends. You have time for a couple of really close relationships. And then some mentors taking that time to really be fed by guys that are further along than you are that can share your life. And then we get to the tippy top of the pyramid where we have to fit everything else, right? And one of the big things that I didn't include in the the lower levels of the pyramid was work. And so when we're structuring our lives the right way, the actual occupational work aspect is not taking up a lot of our resources or at least is being fed by things from lower on the pyramid. And I think the first thing that most people are probably thinking, and it was the first thing that I thought when I heard this was, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) That's dumb. 
this has got to be the dumbest, most unrealistic thing I've ever heard. Because how do I take the thing that consumes the most, you know, the majority of my time and put it in the smallest category? Yeah. Like, that's just dumb. Well, like, so do you feel like your pyramid is there? Oh, I mean, when I saw this for the first time and I actually tried to work mine out, I mean, you know, giving God the best of me, not necessarily the most mathematical hours of my day, but just intentional, deliberate thought and energy and time. I mean, that was, it was a woefully small category and, and ditto for the second level of self-care, which again, I think is probably pretty typical for most guys. Like you, you put yourself last. Right. right, and that is such a good quality in so many respects, but at the same time, you can't give more than you receive. You can't provide if you're not being taken care of. Yep. Right, and I think we know this on some level, but when push comes to shove, it's just so much easier to to gut it out and push through and and sacrifice. And again, there's so much that's good in that but it's self-destructive at the same time. And so as I'm looking at my little pyramid, I mean, my first two levels are, are they're anemic. I mean, they're just, yeah. they're woefully small. And and I try to give my wife the best of what I have. And so maybe it bulges out there a little bit for the first time. And like I'd mentioned earlier, we're still waiting on kids. So I maybe get a pass in that category. But you know, then then trying to find the time to intentionally spend with close friends and not just, you know, hangout time, not just guy time, not just like, you know, a beer in a game or go for a hike or or whatever, but you know, truly investing in their lives and allowing them to really get to know what's going on with me. I mean, I've been dodging that for most of my life. And then, you know, finding time to be mentored by others. Uh, I was definitely one of those prideful, arrogant young people that was like, yeah, eh, I'm yeah. good. I, I don't <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, old people are stupid. Uh, and, and then work was all encompassing. And, and so, I mean, this ends up looking pretty phallic, like narrow at the bottom and mushrooms up at the top. And I mean, we all know what that looks like. And, and I think that's probably pretty typical for most guys. And it's been really disruptive to try to reframe my life into something that more accurately resembles this. But as I've started to do that, oh my goodness, the, again, not just information, but transformation, the change that it's made yeah, is remarkable. So John, how do you, I guess for somebody who hasn't been through this exercise, sure. how do you structure that? Because automatically when I think about my resources and what I want to prioritize with, I automatically default to time, right? Yep. In my mind, I think time, I got to give more time to this thing, more time to that. I have a nine to five, right? I'm, I have to be there from nine o'clock in the morning to five o'clock at night. So it's not like I can go for like a four hour hike with God, right? And <laughs> create that structure and that baseline. So I guess, how do I restructure that resource of time to something more, I guess, and I don't even know how to put it to words, but what, how do I reframe this pyramid using other resources besides time? Like what are the, what are the other resources, I guess, is a better way to put this question. Well, and, and you hit it on the head. I mean, there are 24 hours in the day and there are obligations on our time. And so some of this, I think if we stop thinking about it so much as minutes in the day and more about where am I dedicating the best of my energy? 
Yep. Where right, am I putting right. the best of my strength? Mm-hmm. Where am I putting, you know, the most of my creative juices? I think that's where you can begin to find some traction in reframing things and right. reorienting things so that it can begin to take on this shape. Because you're right. I mean, if we're going to do it based on time, like unless somebody's going to pay me to spend nine to five with God. <laughs> right. And, right. you know, then a few hours on personal care. Like at that point, I'm out of hours mm-hmm. to spend with wife and kids. And out and of friends. money to pay the bills. Well, right. <laughs> right. So I, I think that's where it's got to start it is to not immediately give in to the temptation of outright dismissal. Right. Because of yeah. minutes and instead shift it to thoughts and strength and energy. And so I think we mentioned this in the intro podcast as we were kicking this thing off that, you know, Mike, as you had sent out the initial text about, hey, we should do a podcast. And my first thought was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like the top of my pyramid is already phallic enough as it is. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like I, I can't do one more thing. And I really had to let God reframe the idea of this venture for me of, you know, John, like this could actually be really good. Yeah. Because if, if you start with, with me, right, John and God starting things off and build from there, then into spending time taking care of yourself, digging into some of these questions about like, what, what do you, what do you love? What, what does bring you alive? right? Spend some time on that soul care. And oh yeah, by the way, and I think Mike, you had mentioned this too, like have some of these conversations with your wife, which by the way, she is going to love because that is such quality time. Like that's just not binging Netflix. Like that is, you know, intense emotional connection on things that she and I both care about. It's like, dude, look at how you're filling this pyramid from the bottom up all of a sudden without a significant shift in minutes allocated but more in energy and thought. Right. And now, by the way, oh yeah, rope in two guys you love spending time with. And it's not like we're doing this nine to five every day. I mean, that might be phenomenal. We might kill each other, but that (laughs) might be phenomenal. But just the time that we've carved out every few weeks, you know, the hours that we're able to rescue, but more importantly, the energy that we have put into this, the creative energy, the texts that we've been sending back and forth as we find other podcasts that we like, as we've got these creative brainstorms, yep. like that's been invigorating for me and I know for you guys as well. And so it really hasn't felt like work. Yeah, It hasn't felt like labor. It's actually felt like something that's brought life, even as it's required minutes of the day, the payout has been incredible. And I think for me too, there's the aspect of the anticipation of, I don't have to go and do this with, with Mike and John, you know, next week I get to go do this. I am looking forward to having this blocked out on my schedule. It's not just one other thing that I need to go do, right? you know? And so that's coming from a very different place of, of not worrying about the minutes but actually worrying about where is it coming from and that we are taking care of ourselves in a way. All three of us are getting different things out of doing this podcast that are bringing us joy, that are bringing us happiness, that are, that are shifting that perspective on what could be just another task. Yeah. And two points that I'm picking up from both of you guys is as part of my, my note taken throughout these podcasts is (laughs) not all minutes are, are the same. 
right? Yeah, so there's yeah. a nine to five minute is probably uh, less valuable than, than a five to six minute at night, right? Um, and then also not only that, but multitasking, I guess is the best way to say it, you know, hitting multi-levels of this pyramid within the same minute, you yeah, know, and I yeah. hate to use time and resources yeah. that way, but I think you, you said something pretty profound there was that, hey, you know, spending time with my wife and also working on myself can be put together in one yeah. section of time, right? So I think that was a, a good resource and something I, I think I need to add on as, as we practice this, right? Being able to combine like activities in different parts of the pyramid as, as one. Yeah. yeah. And, and going back to the, the line that you had thrown out, Mike, like none of us at the end of the day or at the end of our lives are going to find ourselves saying, you know, I really wish I'd spent more time at the office. Right. And, and again, that's not to say that work is bad or that, you know, the office can't be a place of seeing your passions realized, mm-hmm. but it's more that if I'm really just focusing on punching the clock, right. Right. If it's coming from a place of drudgery, we're never going to wish that we would have spent more time in drudgery. Right. But we are going to wish that we could have found an extra five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour to do these things that just provide us with so much more. And again, I think that's what we've been trying to chase from last session, from the last series on chasing the dream. This, this whole idea of there are things that just ignite something in us which again, in many cases, we've squashed, suppressed, ignored, denied, whatever. But as we start to let these things come alive, what they provide us when they're fed, it doesn't take hours and hours and hours. You give it five minutes, you give it 10, you give it 15. But the dividends, I mean, we're talking hundreds of percent in return. So, but let's be real. Okay, but just for a second. <laughs> That's going to mean giving some things up. Yep. Right? It's going to mean uh, possibly finding we had misplaced priorities. Yep. Or needing to reshuffle some resources. Right? And so what does that process feel like as we try and figure out how do we move toward what's going to bring us joy and move away from the things that are keeping us locked down. So I'm going to throw this back at you, Tom, because I think you okay. have a, a great example and something that I can I can bring up right now is I look at your pyramid and how you have things structured and and coming from somebody who's who's lower on that pyramid than say your family, I can attest to to how you prioritize that by a simple, hey, we're going to watch football on Sundays, and you've taken the time out to say, no, that's it's our family time, and. Yeah, at first it hurt my feelings. I was like, "Well, man, you know, I want to hang out with my buddy." Yeah. But the more I thought about it, it was like, "Wow, that's that's a a great place to be in knowing that hey, I owe more time to my family and this is the time that I've carved out for my family." I think mm-hmm. you have a a great example of of that on a on a weekly basis. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> It was actually easy cuz I hate football. But, <laughs> uh but but we would have it definitely would have been something that um, probably even a year ago we would have been all in and yeah, let's hang out. Let's have time with friends. And, you know, I think we're coming off of a season where we had allowed ourselves to be very, very much in the rat race. Mm. And I was, when I was still teaching, I was tutoring several kids a week. And so I was working beyond the nine to five. There would be two, three nights a week in a row not nights, days where I wouldn't see my kids. Right. I would get up and leave the house before they were up to get to work. 
And then because of my tutoring schedule, I would be coming home and they would already be asleep. Mm. And that just really started to wear on me. And so my wife and I just realized that we needed to be much more intentional about how we spent that time. And so, yeah, we, we definitely give things up that we would like to do. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. A lot of times a bunch of our friends are, are getting together. We choose not to, but I don't think we've ever felt like it's been the wrong decision uh, because of the time that we get out of it. And so, you know, I think for, for me, that sacrifice has felt like growth in the right direction as opposed to kind of grieving the loss of what could have been. I think that's awesome, especially from the outside perspective and looking in on that. That is something that I have seen. And again, from the outside perspective is something that I highly respect. Yeah. So it's very obvious, you know, you, you value your family time now and that's something I need to get better at. And and I I respect that. And I think that's, that's a great example of the test. Mm-hmm. Right? Does this work? Yeah, we, we've seen countless countless examples of this, you know, from highly successful professionals that you know kind of reach they they reach the the pinnacle of their careers or you know success in their field, and so often it seems like their comments are just it wasn't wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Right or or they realize that they made sacrifices in areas that they later wish they hadn't. Right, you know, incredible financial success or you know entrepreneurial success, and their comments later in life are, "I missed out on a lot with my kids," yeah, or "I missed out on a lot with with my spouse." And so, as you start to look at you know the flow of this pyramid, it, like the, the test is, how's that working for you? Mm. And not in a, a condemning way, but in a you know self reflective. Is this giving you what you want? And and if your pyramid looked as as phallic as mine did, how's that working? Yeah. Are you making the sacrifices in the places where you want to, or does it feel like you're making the sacrifices in the places where you have to? And then beginning to trace that back to, do I really have to make those sacrifices, or are these just sacrifices of convenience? Mm-hmm. So if I start to leave work at work, if I start to, and Mike, you do this really well, you leave work sometimes. Yeah. You make work the sacrifice to invest in time with your kids, time with your wife, and time for yourself. And what's been the payout? Has it been worth it? Yeah. I think that I've seen a lot of growth since making that change, right? Especially in the last year, just being able to see how much more enjoyment I get out of hanging out with my boys, right? Yeah. I mean, that's something that I, I think that um, I can never get back. I think, uh, when did I, I forget where I heard it the other day. Somebody was saying, uh, you better enjoy him as much as now. Cause tomorrow he's not going to be that same four year old. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. And I, and I think that, um, you, you bring great points. Like trying to find out these priorities are, are priorities for a reason. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you, you know, you asked earlier, you know, how do you make these changes? You know, what do you prioritize? And we mentioned that you know, in the very first podcast, we're just going to call a spade a spade. We love God. And for me, as I was trying to reshape my pyramid, I realized I need somebody smarter than me to help me mm-hmm. because otherwise I, I won't know how to do this Yeah, or at least I won't know how to do this well. And so that was where it had to go back to not religious obligation, but 
you know, a, a genuine conversational relationship with God of, God, I don't know what to do here, but I don't like how this feels. I don't like that I feel like I'm making the sacrifices in all the wrong areas and just hoping that I can make it through long enough to get to the day where I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And eventually coming to realize that day is never going to come. Trying to learn from the wisdom of those that have gone before you know, in the corporate world, in the athletic world, whatever, that have said, look, I'm 20 years in, I'm 30 years in. It wasn't worth it. I made the wrong sacrifices. Why should I have to live the same life to get to that end and look back with regret and go, yeah, I shouldn't have done that either. Mm-hmm. Like, duh, mm-hmm. like pay attention. Yeah. You know, there, there's this, this great line in the Bible, in the book of Jeremiah, where God encourages people to stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient path. And the response for most people is, nah, you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the next line in the Bible too, following that suggestion is you say, no, I don't want that. Right? I, I don't want the wisdom of those that have gone before. I want to do this on my own. And you see person after person after person after person get to that point in their life and be like, yeah, that wasn't worth it. Yeah. Right? I chased money and I got it and it wasn't worth it. And I chased a title and I got it and it really wasn't worth it. And, and you see the, you know, the, the things that people say at, at funerals you, know, you see the things that are said in eulogies and it's the impact that people had on their kids. It's the impact that people had on their friends, on their spouse that they are most remembered for mm-hmm. the impact they had on their communities, most likely through their work, but it's the impact on people. And the kindest things that are said about those that really seem to navigate this well are they lived with passion, right? They lived with joy. They lived with excitement. They lived with desire. Not, man, that guy punched a clock for a long Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And I think that's part of the test as as we try to integrate these places of desire, these places of chasing our dreams is... Are we making sacrifices that seem to be cutting into our comfort? Or are we making sacrifices that seem to be cutting into our joy, our passion, and those most valuable treasures in our life? And that seems like the test. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. No. And it's countercultural. Oh, yeah. There's, particularly for guys... Yes. There is a lot of weight behind just going and doing the work and having that be your existence. And so trying to flip that, you know, you're you're really going against the grain. That's why I think it's important, and we've talked about this a couple of times in earlier episodes, of having that community of guys around yeah. you that are all looking for the same thing. And so that one of the levels of the pyramid was where is your core group of yeah. guys? Right. Right. And it's not just, you know, like you had mentioned, John, the let's have a beer and watch a game friends, but it's the let's actually challenge each other, know each other's lives enough that we can speak into, you know, what's going on or we know, you know, when, uh, when we've hit a, a, a bump, and and need some uh, some lifting up but you have to have that group around you that's moving in the same direction so that you can kind of 
swim against the current together instead of feeling like you're the only person that's trying to carve out these spaces to like Mike you were saying before about choosing family time or choosing time with your wife and doing those kinds of things. If you feel like you're the only person in your life that's doing that, it's going to be so much harder to maintain, you know, and in the office, you're probably not going to find it there. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I think you said it perfectly, right. Finding guys like we have here, right. I mean, I would never have thought about, you know, how I'm spending the time with my family had I not seen the example set by what you're doing, Mm -hmm. right. How I'm spending my time with fellow brothers and fellow guys that are going to challenge me had it not been for what, what John has shown me. Right. So I think that's, these are great examples of utilizing that, that core group. Right. Yeah. But again, where is that on that list? Right. You know, they're not saying go hang out with your bros all the time and play video games, but you know, dedicate that time that you need to have that time to, to meet and to talk and to discuss and to, and to even, and I don't even think it's a whole lot of time, just making sure that resources are there for that, for yeah. that in your life. Right. Well, and that when you do have the time, you're being serious about what you're doing with that time. Great point. You know, that, you know, a 20 minute conversation about a crappy day at work with one of your good friends who can give you some wisdom or even just encouragement uh, is going to be much more beneficial in the long run than four hours of hanging around doing whatever, mm-hmm. right. you know? Uh, and so can we, uh, I feel like we keep using the intentional word, but it, it keeps feeling like the right one. You know, can we be intentional with that time and how we're using it? Right. And it's funny that we seem to have landed here, especially emphasizing the importance of having that close group of friends to kind of help you walk through this because it is so hard to navigate yourself because that's actually the topic that we've got lined up next Yeah, is the importance of the significance of the necessity of close friendships with other guys. You know, Dan Allender says, you know, you need to find like-minded Kings and make treaties together so that when you're at war, they're at war with you. So again, it's not just dudes watching the game, which again, I love doing. We've got a little fantasy football thing going. I am comfortably in the cellar by a wide margin and it's <laughs> totally fine because it's been so much fun having that just kind of like casual, you know, enjoyment thing going and getting my butt kicked week in and week out. But also knowing that these are the same guys that I can call up and be like, man, stuff's happening. And they go to war with me. Yeah. There is necessity in that. And so often when that pyramid is out of alignment and the emphasis is on work at the top at the expense of everything else, one of those expenses is having that group that can support you. And so when that tower, when that pyramid becomes a very skinny tower that is really overbalanced at the top, it falls over and everything below it falls with it. But when you can start to reorganize and shift the weight down to the bottom, now all of a sudden that's sturdy. Yep. That's strong. That's a strong tower. Maybe that's two on the nose. So we can cut that out later. But that's crucial. And so where we're going to go, and I'm actually really excited about this uh, with this next series, we're going to talk about this idea of close friendship, how hard it seems to be for a lot of guys to find, how desperately it's desired by a lot of guys. And then, and I'm so pumped for this, we're actually going to bring our wives into the room and we're going to, ask them to tell us the effect that they've seen 
from our close friendships, how it's affected marriages, how it's affected families, how it's affected kids. And I have no idea what they're going to say, but I know it's going to be absolute gold. So I hope you guys will stick with us for these next few episodes as we start to head in this direction of prioritizing not just minutes in the day, but energy and effort into some places that maybe haven't been getting the consideration that they need. Uh, So until the next time, this is John with Tom and Mike. Thank you guys for sticking with us here at Strong Towers. Uh, Again, we love to hear from you. We can't wait to see and hear what this is doing in your lives, in your marriages, with your kids, with your friends. So hit us up on the website, strong-towers.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, what we're looking for, relationships. Like Connect with us. Tell us what's happening with you. Tell us how this is connecting with you. Uh, Thanks for being on this journey with us. See you next time.